Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Welcome to the All-Star Networking Show. I'm Kathy Paper. Thank you for joining us at the Midtown Global Market. For joining us today, I'm super excited, are two friends of mine, Adrian, Adrian Dirks, and Jen Alstead. So thank you, and I'd love you just to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jen Alstead, and I am a businesswoman in Minneapolis, and I get to spend a lot of time at the market because I also... In my volunteer life, serve on the Alina Health Board, so I try and eat here as much as possible. I have two daughters and a husband and spend a lot of time outside. I, and here's me, a good friend, but I had forgotten, so of course you, you know this market from being on the board of Alina. Excellent. Because for the listeners who don't know, we are right neighbors with Alina. Adrian. So I'm Adrian Dirks, and I, born and raised in Minneapolis, went all through the Minneapolis public schools. I'm now founder and executive director of Project Success. We have grown over the last 29 years to now have achieved an incredible dream, which is to work with every single Minneapolis public school 6th through 12th grader and their families. So as I like to say, there's no better work, no greater job. So our incredible team of 42 do that work every day. I also love the Midtown Global Market and have not only been here on my own as I live in Minneapolis, but we brought many students here on field trips or when we go to the theater or go on an outdoor adventure, we might come here for lunch. So really happy to be here. Nice. Nice. I love it. Every, you've worked with every Minneapolis, say that, say that again, because we'll put the link to Project Success and Jen to to your organization and the work you're doing and LinkedIn, of course, but so Just we say started one more time to set the tone because that's a powerful impact. Yeah, we started 29 years ago with just 200 students at North High when I went to my English teacher from middle school and my principal from high school and had an idea and we've grown now to work with over 15,000 students a year every Minneapolis public school 6th through 12th grader and their families. Uh, in school, out of school, summers, evening, weekends. We do our program all year round. And over the 29 years, we've worked with over 210,000 students and their families. Wow. Okay. I'm going to just do my golf clap for that um, because amazing work. I'd heard the, the story, but when I hear the statistics again and the reach and impact, thank you for having that, that idea. Maybe just... Let's jump off there with the English teacher, and you said the, was it the head of school? Like, take me back in time on relationships, because relationships are what we're talking about, and how did this spark? Well, it's so funny you ask that, because when I when you first asked us to be on the show, that's what I was, and about re- talking about relationships, I was thinking about two things. When I first started, and along with others, just kept talking about this idea. And when I landed on this, one thing my mom said is, my mom is still an actor in town and has been an actor her whole life. So she knew people from many parts of the world. And she said, go meet with 50 people, ask for a 30-minute meeting, and just meet with them and get to know them and tell them your idea and hear their story, most importantly. And I did that. And I still know and work with some of those people today. 
But when, when the idea came, the first thing was, who do I go talk to? I want to go into schools, but I was young and didn't have, I had an English degree from Whittier College. So I went to people I knew and trusted that I knew were experts in what I was thinking about. So George Roberts, uh, who I saw last week, who's my mentor, wouldn't be here without him. He taught me at Ann Watton Middle School, and he was now head of the English department at North High. And my principal, Harlan Anderson from West High School, before they closed, was my principal. And he was now principal of North High. So I went to them, and they said, it's a crazy idea, but why don't you give it a try? So it all wow. began with not just relationships and network, but with people that didn't absolutely know everything, but let you fail and succeed and helped you. And there was trust and a bond between us that's only grown. Okay, so and so your mom, you had the idea and your mom said, go talk to 50 people. She did she specify like who or no. help you with oh yeah the I mean list or I mean, like for example, I don't know if I, I could do that with an idea I can I mean I can talk to a lot of people but I'd be like she helped with some but others she said go talk to these five and then other people I still find this today you can call anyone or tweet or text or whatever the thing is now but you can reach out and people almost all the time say yes I'd love to share something or talk to you so it, and some I you know I had a few people I still remember who said your idea will never work and I think I had one person who said I think they said do you have a master's and I said no and they said have you ever done this before and I said no I said but I am I am a young person and I see a need and I don't think it's rocket science I think it's about love and connection and time and space and support and she said, it'll never work. And she pointed at her inbox and she said, I bet I have 30 brochures saying they do the same thing. And I remember looking at that and being like, okay, I'm going to really listen to her. Not just network and hear what you want. But I said, I'm going to go see if there's other things and is this a need. And so I still, still have learnings from that time. And how did you, so for anybody listening that kind of, I felt myself suck in air when you said, I just reached out and I called them. Did you Did you hear that part where she said she just reached out? Or are you the same? That Jen's kind of- the same. <laughs> <laughs> and many people reach out to Jen, including me. Well, I think the thing that's really, I mean, I think about most of the work that Adrian does, it's like, who would say no to that? It's so interesting. And so why wouldn't you want to support that? And I always think about relationship building and networking as really being focused on what is the connection point? And if there isn't one, that's okay. But generally, people have connection points, and they want to be in relationship. And I think we all want to help. Okay, I love that, the connection point. So how do you know, how do you know if you've got one? Adrian built these, started with this idea and the 50 relationships. And Jen, you said people want to look for a connection point or want to be in relationship. Say a little bit more about that because you do it very naturally and how does how does that work for you? Or how would you tell somebody else to go meet with people? To, how does somebody look for a connection point? Well, I think part of having a connection point is actually knowing yourself well enough to say, here's the set of things that I'm very interested in 
and giving people a chance to say, I don't know if this is something that you could help me with, but giving people a way of saying yes or no, um, because you've been willing to share. I think it's very hard sometimes to just have someone say, could I pick your brain? And I always think, about what? Right. I don't know if I can help. Do people, when they uh, seek you out, and Adrian, you said lots of people seek Jen out, do they want something from you, or do they want to get to know you, or what What do you feel like you get sought out for most, or, or how do you seek other people out? Whichever way you want to answer the question. Um, I think people tend to ask me questions about strategy a lot, especially as it relates to technology and design, because that's what I do every day. But I, I also think people seek me out because I am not very good at staying in line. So if you have a sort of problem that's a little bit messy or it seems unclear, that's the kind of problem I really like to mess around with. Yeah. So I think people now know that. And so a lot of times that's the type of problem someone will say, hey, could we brainstorm on this? I'm thinking about this interesting set of needs. And I won't oftentimes know the answer, but I might be able to open up space for them to think about how they might get to an answer. And, And you ask really good questions, Jen. Do you have to that point? Do you have a set of questions when you're when you're building a relationship with somebody? You know, I know we have the sheet of paper here with the questions we were going to cover, and I warned you that we probably wouldn't stick to script. Do you have a set of questions when you're getting to know somebody, or when you did your fifty conversations? I mean, that was so long ago. Um, I think it it always comes down to listening, and all of us need that. I think that reminder to be just. When you listen, um, especially building relationships and working with young people, with families, with educators, I always remember this one meeting I had with uh, a superintendent in St. Paul many, many years ago. And I was waiting in the waiting room for like an hour and a half, and it was lots going on, and she had a huge job, and it was dark outside in winter, and I've been waiting for this meeting. And I just thought, I'm going to wait it out. And I go in, I sit down, and I just said, how, how are you doing today? And she said, no, I'm fine. So, and I said, how are you doing? It seems like it's been maybe a tough day. Not, in, in, you know, not overstating it, but she just said, told me how she was doing and about her day. And we then could have the best conversation. And I could know um, what to ask in a better way because I knew where she was and how much time she had and how she was feeling and a little bit more about what she did. So I love listening and starting out with just how are things going or having a question. I think being clear is important and knowing what you want and need also is important. And it might be, hey, I just wanted to spend 30 minutes and hear your story. Or I wanted to sit down with you for 30 minutes because I'm doing a project and you seem to know theater. What do you love about theater? How do you interact? I think it's a mixture of listening and being open to what is in that moment and then also being clear about um, what you'd love to get out of that interaction if you have something. Would you say that, Jen? Yeah, I love that. And I think one of the things you do really well is curiosity. 
Um, I also love questions about joy because you can see what makes someone really excited. And so I love, you can tell because the pace picks up, people start talking with their arms and it's like, ah, that's the thing. That's what's really driving who they are and what gets them up and what's motivating. Okay. I, I, I almost want to have you state that again because it's such a good, uh, way to to understand somebody what gives them joy uh and what you said about them using their arms i know i know exactly what you mean because again we've spent some time together and when people are relaxed and they talking about things that are natural to them you get to see them and part of what makes you both such successful people is you're you know very authentic and you know i see joy when you talk about your work and what you're doing and I also, I've learned when you talk about being comfortable or connecting or networking, I mean, I was with students in the classroom for 12 years and not just one group, but in multiple schools and multiple classrooms and got to get, had the incredible privilege of meeting and getting to know students over many years. And young people teach you so much and talk about authenticity and honesty if you build trust and if you do that over time, there's nothing better. I, I was with a five-year-old last week, and her parents were going to finish lunch, and I didn't know her, so she didn't know me. I just met her. And I said, I'll, I'll go. Why don't we walk around? Your parents can finish. She said, okay. She looks up at me. We walk out of the restaurant. She said, so my mom said you like kids. Is that true? <laughs> and the five-year-old says Five-year-old. Yeah. And I said, I love kids. And I... And I'm so glad we're getting to know each other. And she said, well, if you like kids, then you'll roll down that hill with me. And so we did that. Um, there are pictures. <laughs> but but I think what... Okay, I'm going to need one of those pictures you'll for get our one listeners. Of those, you'll get for one our of those. But I think that the other thing I would say is that I've learned a lot about relationships. And when you talk about getting to know people is we use theater as one of our programs to... Um, to, to achieve our mission. And we talk about going to the theater not just for art's sake, but as a springboard for discussion. And whenever you see art or you experience something, and if you say, hey, did you like it or not, that doesn't, you see students, yeah, no, maybe. But when you read a poem or you see a play and you say, how did you feel when you saw this happen? It's just those kind of curiosity and exploration in questions I just love. And kids have taught me a lot about that. Right. Good, good, good questions. I, I'm thinking about that. Of, of you you ask a question, how did you feel about something, or just even the woman you describe. You're 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 leading with the person first, getting to know them. Very um, cool. I love what you said though, Jen, about joy. Do you, Jen? You mentioned you said sort of opening up space for for things or for meetings. How with with everything you're working on and doing in multiple roles, how do you find space to build new relationships or to maintain your existing relationships? It's actually a great question because I feel like coming out of COVID, the rules are changing now. So for a long time during COVID, we would do some terrible things like Zoom happy hours, which got, (laughs) by the end we're like, no more Zoom, can't Zoom anymore. Um, But I think that time also was about having time together outside 
and you know being able to see people even if we had to stay distant and I think now a lot of things that I think about are I have days that are just meeting days where I want to see people in person be in relationship and there are other times where I need to be more focused so it's about figuring out how to get into the right kind of flow and then staying in that space because it's really hard for me to switch back and forth. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you do like a meeting day mm-hmm. where you meet with people? Right. And do you have any kind of like a rhythm of your existing relationships? Like some people are really intentional. Like they keep practically scorecards of things with it. I don't know that I'm that organized about things. I actually really like to host things. So I like to invite a group of people to have breakfast or go do something or come over. Um, I'm a homebody, so I like to be at my house. Um, So other people are subjected to that. (laughs) But but, um, I think I'm not... I'm not structured in that way. A lot of times the rhythm of the work sort of drives that for me. Yeah, that's great. You also are an incredible cook. So that is, I think, a lot about community and comfort and coming together. Yes, well, we heard that, and that's why I brought out the um, the, the Midtown Global Market cookbook. Yes, it looks so, amazing. So all the different um, entrepreneurs and chefs putting there. Do you, do you make your own recipes, Jen, or do you... Do you use other people's recipes? I do both. both. Actually, my New Year's resolution for this year is to try 23 things, because it's 2023, that I've never tried before. And where are you? Where are you in that? Actually, I'm at 12. That's pretty darn We're only in April. April. Well, winter is my heavy cooking time, so it'll lighten up over summer, and then I'll have to like kick it down again in the fall. Could you share one of the 12 items, 12 of the 23 that you've tackled? Yeah, I tried to make delicious Ethiopian injera bread, and it was an epic failure. I have so much respect for people who are really good at it, and I love Ethiopian food. And I thought it would be fun to try because I'm a sourdough bread baker, but I'm missing a few techniques, so I need to find I need to find a mentor. Did you start sourdough bread baking during the pandemic, or were you doing that beforehand? I've been a baker, but I kind of went crazy during the pandemic. Like yes, I would she did, bake and it was amazing. A lot. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> a lot. Awesome. Okay, Adrian, how do you find? Tell me how you find space for relationships in your. I'm definitely not the keep a calendar list type thing, but I I think you said it too, Jen, where there's a cadence to our year for sure. Certain months are busy at work. I mean, they're all busy, but there's certain, and I don't like the word busy, but very full. But I definitely prioritize my friends and my family. And I think I've done that even more in the last five years. Um, and that might mean, yes, I have 40 minutes like I did last night. And my mom was so cute. She's like, honey, the, tea, the dinner I had spilled into the silverware drawer. And so I was like, you know what? I have an hour. We're going to go over. And I picked up some things for her. And it was one hour. And we just had the best visit. And I could do four things. And um, 
And I love, I have to say lately in today's world, I've been more spontaneous, but also maybe make a plan every couple weeks. But I love the spontaneity too. But I would say that I do, I can feel it in my, in my, like in my body or my heart of just like, I, I haven't seen that person in a month. I'm going to make sure I call any, do you have any time this week for a walk? So I've been doing more of that. And right. that feels really good. It's great. Who would, to that point of, of making the, the phone calls to people, or who would you recommend if you were kind of early in your journey of mm-hmm. building relationships? What either type of person or association or kind of what nugget would you give to somebody that wanted to expand their circle? What would you say, Jen? I think actually teachers and professors that you've had also um, your work colleagues. And it's not just that you're getting to know your work colleague, but they may also have friends. And I think that that's a, a really fun way to have a crew that you do things with and you find common interests and explore. It's really new adventures. I love that word explore because I think there are, there are specific ways where if you're looking for something in particular, you can say, I'm going to call these people in that industry or my professor. I love that. And then I think there is that word explore. So if you love uh, Brandy Carlisle or you love the Minnesota Vikings and you go do things there, you're going to meet people that you might not meet and put yourself out there. Um, the other thing I've really loved in the last, I don't know, several years is when you get out there in the world, could be down the block, it could be two miles away, everyone you meet can be a connection, can be a short connection or a long connection, and you just never know. And being really open, lift, your, lift yourself up from your phone. But I went to the airport early a couple weeks ago, and I have one really, an alumni who's a good friend and a and, great person who helps drive my mom sometimes when she needs a ride but I needed some help like two days later but I thought I'll deal with that when I get to my place out of town where I was going so I'm early and and I start talking to the driver that's taking me and we just had a great conversation and he said let me give you my card because I do driving as well and he's been driving my mom and they've been just having the best time for three weeks that was a it's because we had an open conversation. Mm-hmm. So I just, I love that spontaneity as well and just being open in the world to what's out there. Nice. I like to, you said, lift yourself up from your phone. Uh, I think as much as we're in the world, you know, I'm uh, working on uh, the uh, book around networking on and off the screen, but there's something about taking away your phone mm-hmm. when you're actually with people and connecting with that. And to that, I guess I'd ask, what are your thoughts on, do you do much networking on social media or do you, how do you feel about this, this device as a connection tool? I love the device for many things. It makes it easy. I love being able to text someone and you're in a, you can be like, Hey, have you had lunch? Hey, do you have plans tonight? Love that. I'm not on social media. I mean, project success is, but, um, I'm not except for LinkedIn, but um, I don't. I wouldn't. I say. I would say LinkedIn for mm-hmm. many years was a great way to connect. I think LinkedIn's changing, and I don't use it as much. But it's a good way to connect. But that's the only platform that I use myself personally. Okay. I use LinkedIn 
actually quite a bit. I like to read what other people are doing. I don't post very much. But I also think the phone is so helpful in the sense of, like, for example, my children will not read emails that are sent to them. You have to text them. And then that's the only time they will actually read what's in front of them and contrast that with my mother, who you have to call and you have to get her on the phone. You cannot leave a message. You cannot text her to tell her anything. You literally have to have the phone call. And so I think a lot of it is about really matching people's needs and their own patterns. Nice. Nice. And their their own patterns. That's interesting. Um, We had last week's uh, guest was talking all about texting, that he really likes texting as a way to connect with people um, and keep in touch. I'm still a phone person. I like to hear their voice. I like to hear the tone, um, what they're thinking about. Um, One other topic I'm thinking about as we sit in the the hub of the market where there are 30 businesses from all around the world, um, very diverse, you know, by intention, um, you know, slogan of everybody is welcome. How have you built diversity into your network or any thoughts for people that would like to diversify their network? Well, This is a little different than that, but um, in the last probably five years, I I decided that anyone who reached out and asked for a meeting, who was a woman or a person of color trying to start a business, we would find a way. Even if it was, I can do a 20-minute phone call, send me what you're thinking about, what are your questions. Sometimes it doesn't happen as fast as I would like it to because of other things that are happening. But I think part of it is filtering, making sure you filter that in instead of leaving it to chance. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you're being intentional. Yes. That's, I knew you did that, Jen, but that's so cool. I think it goes back to some of the things. I do think it's, it is about being intentional. It's also building on that piece of get out, go out, go explore, um, and, and be don't be afraid to be intentional around. I've been doing, I think this was maybe since before COVID, but just really inviting people that I knew and liked and wanted to get to know, but didn't, we, we, we saw each other through work or through, you know, networking stuff and saying, do you want to go get, not meet for six hours, but you want to go grab an appetizer? You want to go get, get a drink, have coffee? And I've been doing that more. And that's, really built some deep friendships and deep connections. I, I feel, you know, when I say 210,000 students and their families, I've just, for 30 years, I've been in a very diverse community, changing community that has been my community. Um, and I've been able to go to the Boundary Waters uh, with kids and go on global experiences and go to theater and experience things together which has been cool and been a way that's just built this huge foundation. And I think, I guess I go back to that exploring. I think about, for example, when we go to the Boundary Waters or what we hear in our institute now and our college tours, um, students all come from all different schools and they're with students they never know, though they haven't known. And pretty much every time we do something like that, they'll say, I don't think I ever would have, spent time with that person unless you put us in groups that were random and from all schools that continues to be a lesson and I think it's just a great thing to remember is um, again look up go out there explore and 
make sure that you are, I think, meeting new people and, and again, not just surface. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I, I look over, you know, see the little, like, the, the main area I, that I have visions of, you know, people meeting and getting to know people that are, you know, different age, different demographic, That's different, right. you know, race, all of that, that they just sort of cross-pollinate and, and we get to know each other a little bit, that you can do that at the market. Again, if you pull up from your phone or... Were you going to add something, Jen? You know, actually, we had a group of students from Iowa State visit us last week, and they were doing a studio tour. So it was really fun. We had them actually go out and visit coffee shops in our neighborhood and then design some things that they thought would be really interesting. And one of the things that the students said, which I thought was so brilliant, is coffee shops should have things that you can flip that say, I'm open to meeting new people. Or I'm working. Love that. And just a way to basically have a, a language that invites others into your space. And I thought that's really brilliant for public spaces. Yeah. Let's let's talk to each other and get to know each other. Want more people. Yeah, I want more people. Yeah. I want to be helpful. So funny. Thrilled to have uh, well, both of you colliding on the All Star Networking Show. Jen, you're just, you know, the work you're doing, what you do in the community, Adrian, same. Great to have you on here today. So thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.